1: Welcome to the Transition Wild Podcast, the home for those looking for expertise and inspiration on all things Western big game hunting. I'm your host, Adam Parr, and you're listening to episode number 41, where we talk with Kurt Heddington of Expedition Archery. All right, how's it going? Thanks again for tuning into the Transition Wild Podcast, hosted on the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network. I'm having a great day. I hope you're having a great day. Spring has sprung. It's getting warm and I'm, I'm ready to start hiking around the mountains. Hopefully I can get into some turkeys soon, some shed hunting and and uh, you know, shake this cabin fever I've had. Colorado's been getting dumped with snow this winter, so there's still a lot of snow in the high country. Um, but I don't mind that because last year we didn't have any snow at all and it ended up being a dry uh forest fire filled summer. So I'm hoping this is good things to come for this year in Colorado. So I can't wait. Speaking of Colorado, go to transitionwild.com, subscribe and I will send you the Colorado beginner elk hunting guide for free. And what that entails is a 10-page PDF that I've put together that encompasses all things hunting elk in Colorado. Rifle, archery, we get into scouting and gear and where to hunt, when to hunt, um, draw odds and statistics, over-the-counter hunting opportunities, and lots of tactics and information related to elk hunting in Colorado. In, in regards to that, we've also added some new things to that guide for 2019, which include gear discounts to so some of my favorite brands and products that I personally use. So go check that out, transitionwild.com, subscribe. I will send you the Colorado Beginner Elk Hunting Guide for free. All right, so I alluded to it on the previous podcast episode that I had some big news in the works, and I can now finally divulge that information which goes along with today's podcast episode with Expedition Archery. For those of you who don't know, Expedition Archery is a compound bow manufacturer located in Decorah, Iowa and I'm excited to announce that I am partnering with them with Transition Wild for 2019. So they're going to be a title sponsor of the podcast along with a partner on the blog uh, website side. So you'll see some video reviews, articles, all around their compound bows and um, the company itself. So I'm I'm really, really excited, and I feel very fortunate to be able to represent a brand such as Expedition, and uh, I'm looking forward to um uh, big things to come and uh, a long successful partnership with them. So I'm I'm very excited. So that is the big news. And again, goes along with today's episode, Expedition Archery. I'm having Kurt Heddington on the show today and we talk about everything um, from the company side, how it was started Um, For those of you who don't know, um, Expedition has been a bow manufacturer for a number of years, but was recently acquired um, by new ownership. So we talk about the rebranding and the restructuring of the company and their 2019 lineup of bows. I was very, very impressed when I shot this bow initially, which is why um, I am now working with them and and shooting Expedition myself. So I won't divulge any more information. We cover a ton of ton of cool stuff in the episodes. So let's not wait any longer. Let's get Kurt Headington of Expedition Archery on the line. All right, on the line with us now we have Kurt Headington of Expedition Archery. How are you doing today, Kurt? I'm
0: awesome. How are you doing, Adam?
1: I'm doing well. Doing well. Excited to be here. What? Uh, What's going on in Iowa today how How have you been lately?
0: We've been good. we've been good, super busy, but uh as of today, the sun's shining, and uh, it's almost turkey season, so everyone's <laughs> excited around here
1: yeah does uh does youth season kick off soon? Is it this upcoming weekend, or what does that look like?
0: It actually starts on Friday. Iowa kind of reformatted the season dates this year. It used to be. Uh, the U season was always like a full weekend plus the week ahead of, of the start. And this year they're doing it the weekend before the opener. And We always open on Monday. So, um, nonetheless, I'll have my, my 12 year old daughter out in the blind with me on Friday morning.
1: <laughs> nice. Well, that, that's exciting. Um, is it her first time out turkey hunting or have you done that in the past with her?
0: Yeah, I've taken her in the past. Addie is sorry, Addison's her name, but we, she goes by Addie. Uh, she's been hunting since she was 10 years old. She shot her first turkey and her first deer. Um, the deer, I'll brag a, a little bit at it because it happened to be a booner. So,
1: uh, <laughs> rah,
0: rah, 10 year old girl. Wow.
1: That's crazy. Um, yeah, well, it sounds like she's in good hands with you, Kurt, because uh, if, if she's anything like she you, might know, she's going to be a killer.
0: spoiled. She <laughs> might be slightly spoiled when it comes to uh, getting on big critters. But, yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, hey, nothing wrong with that. Well, that's cool. Um, have you been picking up any sheds, or have you been uh, tied to the to the expedition archery train too much lately?
0: No, I've I have snuck out a couple weekends here. Um, uh, you know, we went, we had so much snow uh through February and, and actually a lot of March.
1: Yeah. I got a,
0: a super late start on it. But we I did get out and pick a, a handful up and then last weekend uh we had the, the good privilege of going out on, on Mark Hex farm, our our president, and uh we picked uh picked a good jag up out there, so that's always fun.
1: Nice, nice, very cool. Very cool. I know I am getting the bug to get out. I can't start shed hunting here till May first in Colorado. So I'm uh I'm kind of chomping at the bit to get out there. But most of the bull elk are still holding holding antlers. They'll be dropping here in the next week or so and maybe in a couple weeks after that, May first, I can get out for a few days and scoop some up myself. So I'm I'm ready to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's always fun. I, I look forward to shed hunting every year, especially if we had elk around here. That'd be really cool if I could <laughs> Elkhorn would be
1: awesome. But. Well, you got to come out with well, good me luck sometime. to you. You got to come out here to Colorado. Ed,
0: I actually have a dog that does it uh, and does a, a heck of a job. I'd love to bring him on a Western trip to look for some sheds.
1: Heck yeah! Well, come on out. You got an open invite. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, um, you know this. This is really exciting to to kind of, you know, do this podcast with you Kurt cuz you know, I obviously we're friends on Facebook and we've known each other for a while. But I started kind of seeing your stuff with with Expedition. I was like, "Oh man, what's Kurt up to?" You know, he's kind of, you know, associated with this bow company and I didn't really know much about it. And I kind of did a little research on it and was like, "Oh, it's in Iowa. Okay, that's cool." And then I was at one of the recent shows this past winner and uh Expedition Archery had a booth and I had some downtime and I was walking around and I was like, Oh man, um, you know, Expedition's here. So I I was over at the booth and one of your sales refs was like, Man, you've gotta shoot that bow. You've gotta shoot it just and he and he literally just picks the bow up, hands it to me, gives me six arrows <laughs> and a release and he says, Go over and shoot that thing and I'm like, Okay, I'm not gonna turn you down and uh go over there and shoot it and I'm like, Wow man, this bow is seriously impressive and um uh, and so I was like, man, I got to have Kurt on the show. So here we are.
0: <laughs> right on. Well, yeah, I appreciate the invite first off, Adam, because we think what you're doing on the podcast is pretty cool. Um, and it's, it's, it's a different market, right? The, the Western market's been super hot for us this year. Our, our reps out in that area are, are literally killing it. Um, so we've, we've had a, a good run uh, in the West. And, and I think there's an appeal with the Western hunter, especially with uh, a lot of our bows are fast. Um, and I know that just kind of goes hand in hand with, uh, you know, maybe longer shots, whether it's an antelope or an elk, um, no matter how you cut it, speed usually turns into energy with the proper setup. So to to say the least, I mean, yeah, we're excited that it's getting well, you know, well, well received in the West as well as everywhere else for that matter.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like a bow expert by any means, but when I shot, I shot the Mako X, which is your flagship bow, and we'll we'll get into that. <clears throat> I want to dive into the to the lineup, you know, and kind of pick apart everything. But when I shot that bow, I drawing that thing back, I mean, for a speed bow, it was really, really smooth and a nice draw cycle. It was dead in the hand. It's lightning fast, and I was just overall impressed with it. I just couldn't believe it, and uh, I. I I've seen the reviews I mean you know there's a lot of people out there giving you high accolades and and uh, you know you guys are doing something right so hats off to you
0: well thank you for that uh, we're, we're obviously very excited we think the make wax is is special in the fact that it, it is basically redefining that speed bowl category or, or a five-inch brace bowl category um, and I don't mean to Feel your thunder, Adam. I know. I know we're going to cover the entire lineup down the down yeah. the road. But I'm glad that was your first impression of the Maple <laughs> because I think that's virtually everybody's first impression.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure it is. So, so let's uh, let's back it up here a little bit. Um, you know, obviously, me and you have known each other for a little while, and just to give everybody a little background, Kurt owned an archery shop in Decorah, Iowa, Anthem Archery, and he was a Quiet Cat dealer. Um, for me so we've worked together for a while and uh you know as of recently you've you've taken on a position with Expedition Archery so I want to I want to kind of get the background on that give us the background on how you got involved with Expedition and uh you know kind of how how all that unfolded
0: yeah for sure so a- as you mentioned uh Adam I, I had Anthem Archery for six years um and I had actually sold Anthem uh to a friend of mine And then about eight months later, um, Mark Heck, our our president and majority owner, called with the opportunity that he was looking at Expedition and and looking to put a team of, uh, you know, basically diverse backgrounds, because my background, other than the pro shop, uh, professionally, I worked for a large logistics company for 18 years. Um, So needless to say, I mean, other than the initial shock of going, you're crazy, um, when we actually dug into it, uh, it was a great opportunity. It was a great fit and, and no doubt Mark hand selected some people that, that he thought would be instrumental. And and thankfully I was one of them. Uh, but I mean, it, that's literally the gist of it. I mean, and I, I knew Mark through a mutual friend, uh, that does some professional land management, um, exclusively for Mark on Mark's farms. Mark has a, uh, Pretty expansive uh, group of farms between Iowa and Kansas, Nebraska. Um, I think there's even one in Illinois for that matter. But nonetheless, um, his farm manager is arguably my best friend. And I've known Mark now probably for, gosh, 10 years. And it was always a joke at one point because Mark said, eventually I'm going to have a business um, that makes sense uh, and we'll do something, Kurt. And, you know, it was was a pipe dream for a long time. (laughs) Uh, but I, I think Mark's had like, I don't know, 20 plus companies through the years and he, he's an uber successful business person. He understands what it takes to keep the wheels turning in a, in a business, regardless of, of what industry. Uh, but that's ultimately what led me to, to this opportunity on Expedition.
1: Got it, got it, yeah. That 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 just seems really cool. And and um, like you said, Expedition Archery was was already an existing bow company, and then it was just recently acquired by Mark Heck. And you guys are kind of going through some restructuring and kind of you know setting up and and kind of re almost rebranding and and kind of you know giving it another go um, from from your side. Is that kind of the the background there?
0: Yeah, that, that, that's exactly right, Adam. So uh, Applied Engineering out in Yankton, South Dakota, um, owned Expedition when we acquired it. And, and I think a lot of people are familiar with that story. But I mean, just in a nutshell, Applied Engineering is an aerospace technology company. Um, so obviously, they had the means uh, to machine at a different level than the, than the archery industry had seen in the past. Uh, from a design perspective they you know they had the people right and, and I think it was a a passion of of love for those guys. There were some bow hunters in there and they're like, man, we can build some bows. So they did that, but it was always a secondary business to their their core competency being, you know, servicing the aerospace world. Yeah. Uh, so with that, when when the opportunity came for, for us to acquire the company we literally took multiple 53-foot trailers out to Gangton, loaded up the operation, uh, brought it back to Decora. In the interim, we did a couple weeks of training with those guys just from a process perspective on, on what they were doing. You know, what, what did the original expedition look like? We wanted to have a, a very sound understanding of, of what their processes were, and then we literally lifted it up. And, and moved it to Decora, Adam, and, and we bought a, a beautiful facility uh, just east of Decora. Put it in here, and uh, it was about a 30-day transition, start to finish, uh, once we put it on the ground here, and then and then we opened the doors back up in July, and, and I guess the rest is kind of history.
1: <laughs> well, that's uh, that's got to be quite the the undertaking there to literally go there. With semi trucks, load <laughs> load everything, you know, piece by piece, and then bring it to Iowa. That's I can't imagine what what that takes, and that's got to be a lot a lot of work to kind of just you know start from scratch again and set that up, and and then you know six months later you're at ATA with you know flagship bows, and that's that's got to be uh, pretty stressful but exciting at the same time. <laughs>
0: dude, you hit the nail on the head. It was. Uh... <laughs> It was absolutely the crazy, well, the, the, the past nine months have been almost a blur, um, all joking aside. But I mean, yeah, of course, picking a business up and moving it and, you know, realistically reinventing it. Um, Expeditions yeah. always had, always, always had top-notch quality bows. Um, but because it wasn't their core competency, uh, you know, the marketing push, the, the desire for growth, go on down the line it just wasn't there so we knew you know arguably they had the best mousetrap in the industry uh once we actually got in got hands-on understood the process the scrutiny um the detail in the machining and the fit and the finish of the bows and I could go on and on and on I mean the, the bottom line is expedition bows were already awesome um our goal was to to take it grow it and and make awesome even better and, and I think we're well on the way.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, and I'll just be honest. I mean, I'm I'm a pretty hardcore bow hunter, and I've you know followed the industry for a long time, and obviously been a part of the industry with Quiet Cat. But honestly, I'd never even heard of Expedition. Um, you know, so like when I saw you were involved with it, I was like, man. If Kurt's involved and and he's working with the company, I know it's legit. And that was kind of the path of me, you know, shooting the bow, and then ultimately we're we're here today. So yeah, definitely, like you said, right. top notch well, stuff.
0: I, I appreciate you saying that, and it's it, it was eye opening to me because I, I chuckle at this, Adam, but I mean, bows are a lot like pickups, right? I mean, um, people are very brand loyal, and and a lot of people are almost blinded by. Uh, brand loyalty, which is a a, a good bad, of course, because I mean, I get asked all the time. Um, you know, hey, where? Kind of like you said, Adam. Like I'm, I wasn't familiar, and and it's interesting because when people ask me, hey, where's you know where's Expedition Big? Where's Expedition Hot? The interesting thing is, um, I wouldn't call any single region or area of the country like our Hotbed. It, what what happened through the years? Uh, even with the dealers that, that we, in essence, you know, got through the acquisition, anywhere there was a dealer that fully embraced Expedition, you know, whether we were the number one bow in the shop or the number three, um, it created little hotbeds. Yeah. And and I think you see this, like, even on our social media platforms, the dealers that are active are all in. I mean, almost cult-like, and it, it's super cool because it's it's almost like this family dotted all over the country of people wanting to help people and and I mean that with complete sincerity we have some phenomenal dealers um you know even even out west the, the one that comes to mind right away is Pat Finney up at prairie archery and I mean pat is like a walking encyclopedia of all things expedition and then you jump to the you know the Midwest and and there's Carl Phillips uh at one shot I mean the the, the guy's a genius when it comes to our bows and Gosh, you, you pop down in the the southeast, and um, it, it, that's what I'm getting at. Is that I want to call any specific region where we were real pre- prevalent? It's it's literally like pockets throughout the United States, and and now those pockets are starting to grow. You know, we're adding a lot of dealers, and um, now that the hype is real, I think just from a, a marketing perspective, we've done a lot better job trying to go to the consumer and, and create that desire. So they're walking into their shops asking like, hey, what's up with Expedition? You know, we're seeing a lot of this stuff around. So um, I don't know, like I said, I didn't mean to get long-winded on that, Adam, but it's <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool to, to talk to somebody like you that, that wasn't aware, is now aware, and, and can see the trend. Right, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, I totally see it. And, and for anybody listening out there, go into a shop, um, you know, if they don't have it, uh, if you're interested in expedition, definitely ask for it. Um, and, uh, and if you have the opportunity to shoot one of these bows, you have to, like I said, I've blown away. I've been brand loyal to, you know, um, to certain bows for a long time, but you know, this is, this is a bow that you have to shoot and you have to try. So that's pretty cool. Um, Kurt, Kurt, what, what is your, uh, official title with the company?
0: I'm the, by title, I'm the VP of operations or vice president of operations. So I oversee, and I'll give you kind of the, the nucleus of, of how we're working. I oversee um, our assembly plant and, and basically everything that goes with it. So like our customer service department uh, lives here at our, I guess, for lack of a better term, like our corporate office um, or the the plant. And then Chris Cobbett is, is our executive vice president and Chris Cobbett lives out in Maine, But Chris has been in the industry forever and by and large, he handles uh, a lot of the media, the marketing. He oversees the sales activities within the organization. Um, and then also just has, you know, total oversight because of his, because of his background. Um, certainly he brings some expertise that, that none of the other, you know, stakeholders had. So it, it is interesting. We got a very diverse group of people, you know, working in the, working for Expedition. Uh, and ultimately, none of them had a direct link to our I mean, I'd be the closest one, you know, having been a dealer and having that perspective to bring into, you know, how we want our dealers to to get handled and be treated and, and what have you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And then another piece of the puzzle with your kind of you know, let's let's call it dream team is you have a pretty prolific uh, bow designer um, I can't remember his name but uh, t- tell us about that because he's worked with a number of other um, archery uh, bow brands in the past correct
0: you got it you got it so the, the the name and and I truly think you've got to go down in history as like a godfather of modern day archery but it, it's Kevin brother. Um, and we are beyond blessed to be working with Kevin. He he's designing for us exclusively, and Kevin Kevin's a genius when it comes to you know making a bow smooth, making a bow fast, and it's it, it's kind of a match made in heaven. I think I, I, I truly believe that because uh, now that Kevin's exclusive to us, I mean we're giving him the autonomy to uh, to blow this thing up. I mean we want to we want to dig into Kevin. Kevin's designs as far as we can and, and legitimately try to move the needle in the industry. I, I hear it all the time that, you know, both companies have their release every year and it's cool because there's hype and there's a lot of marketing around it, but oftentimes there isn't a lot of difference year to year. And I know obviously every company has got engineers and design people they are working with, but with the, the materials available to the industry right now, I don't know that the needle's moved a ton in even the last five years. Uh, so having Kevin uh, literally is a godsend. I mean, the, the, like I said, the guy's a genius. Yeah. So we're, we're pretty excited about that. And anyone that's familiar with Kevin knows that, yes, he has a, a long history of working with arguably some of the largest brands in the industry. And I'd take it a step further and, and even make the argument, I don't know that there's anybody out there that isn't using something you know that that Kevin spurred into the industry at one point or another from a design perspective with cams and stuff.
1: Oh yeah, yeah for sure, and it yeah that
0: I'm glad you brought that up because I mean that that is an absolutely instrumental part of what we're doing oh, for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah, no, and it and it shows, and um, you know, and, and on that note, I mean, you've you've received some really high accolades and 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 very strong um, positive reviews from. Field and Stream Outdoor Life. Uh, I mean, you've had a a, a recent. Uh, you were the cover story on Inside Archery Magazine, and Ooh. you know, uh, lots of positive reviews there about the company. I mean, a lot of that has to go into this team that you've assembled, and and now you're just getting there to to reach the the masses. So that's that's cool to see a lot of people starting to to see it. Um, you know, major like Field and Stream Outdoor Life giving it positive reviews, and and it's only going to grow from there. So that's really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we joke about this, Adam, but I mean, in all seriousness, when you, you know, you talked about everything that's transpired in the last nine months. And and like I said, we literally joke internally that, you know, we we skid into the ATA sideways um, because typically (laughs) a company has anywhere from 12 to 18 months in design, concept, testing, you name it, to, to roll out a new line of bows. And, and we were able to accomplish that by and large in about four months. Um, wow. Of course, that put us way behind, way behind on a production <laughs> schedule. But um, that said, I mean, uh, I guess the, the reception we received at ATA and, and now, you know, post ATA, the, the hype is real and, and it's exciting and, and to live it is, it's almost unbelievable. You know, we didn't know, we had no clue what to expect going into ATA. We knew we had a good product. Um, but you know, what was the reception going to be? I mean, Expedition had by and large, you know, backed off the throttle for a couple of years and then we picked it up and and literally stomped the throttle to the floor. Um, so yeah, we're happy with where we're at. We think there's, there's great momentum and and we're super, super stoked about the future. So, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, Very cool. Very cool. So, um, I want to get into the bow lineup here in a second, but, um, before that, you kind of already touched on, you know, you have an aerospace background, the talents and in design and manufacturing are very, you know, tight. You have to be in that, in that space. Um, talked about, you know, it's a, it's a, you're producing fast bows that are smooth, but let's talk a little bit about more on the dealer side. I mean, like you said, you come from the archery pro shop world. Um, that's what you lived, you know, eat, breathe for the past, you know, six, seven years with, with Anthem archery. Um, talk to us a little bit about like kind of the dealer side, uh, the support side, and kind of maybe what makes you guys a little bit different, and w- and what you guys are doing to kind of put these in the hands of pro shops.
0: Yeah, so I think the the one thing that that literally we're holding as close to to our hearts as we can, Adam, is we want to be very very dealer centric, um, and I think the the trend in the industry has been that. I don't want to call them like a B-level dealer, but I mean a, a smaller demographic dealer. I mean, the shop that sells 30 to 50 bows a year, uh, they don't get a lot of love from a lot of the manufacturers. Um, a lot of the manufacturers really, really cater to, to their big dealers and all their programs are designed, you know, realistically to, to stock that dealer uh, all the way to the roof with their bows. And And I get it from a business perspective, um, but having been a dealer and understanding what it's like to try managing two, three, four lines of bows uh in the shop, the, the bottom line is there's X money X amount of money in the kitty when the year starts and, and when that money's gone, you got what you got and, and you you go through the year and do the best you can only to reload it for next year, right? So yeah. that whole model, <clears throat> um not that we don't want stocking dealers, of course we want stocking dealers uh, but we also want to be strategic with with dealers that are willing to to do big stocking orders. And that led us to designing a dealer program that Chris Cobbett and I put a ton of time into our basically our dealer program as a whole, because there's different tier levels. Um, but just to give you an example, Adam, I mean, any shop that does 15 plus bows with us in a in a calendar year or a model year, let's say, uh, that's top level for us so i mean they're getting all the incentives of you know they get some free bows along the way they uh they get dating terms with us i mean on and on and on it's everything we can do to help a dealer we want to help them with and and we don't care if they're you know a 30 bow shop or, or if they're a 300 bow shop our goal is to treat uh, all of our dealers equally and, and that's with excellent customer service. I mean, we're working hard to get our lead times cut down Um, and you I'll say this and and hopefully any dealers that are listening. um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to blow smoke anywhere. I mean, 2019 from a production standpoint has been a struggle to get everything up and running fast enough to keep up with orders and, and we've dug ourselves out of the hole. And for 2020, I mean, our goal is going to be to maintain a, a two to three week lead time from order to in their shop. Um, so I think that I would like to say that is probably going to be our biggest thing. And We want to have the best design bow, um, whether that's the fastest, smoothest, quietest, you name it. Uh, but then we want to support our dealers. I mean, those are, by and large, those are all small business owners that are doing something out of the goodness of their heart. I mean, there isn't a ton of money to be made running an archery shop. Um, and we understand that we acknowledge that. So we've designed programs to help them incentivize them, um, give them better margins than they're seeing with uh, a lot of the other brands. And then also giving them some options. I mean, like we're, we're offering custom string colors to our dealers um, from factory and, and it's not uh it's not a big deal for us. It's a big deal for them because if somebody wants a flow green string on their black Mako, they order it that way. And, yeah. and it, you know, really it, it's at no extra cost to the dealer. Um, so, I mean, I, I could go on and on and on about that, but I guess where I'm going with this Adam is we want to have that grassroots feel with a dealer. I mean, if somebody wants to call and talk to the vice president of the company, by all means, give me a call. If, if I'm not readily available, I'll call you back. You know, if you want to talk to me, let's talk. And and I think you'd be hard-pressed to find that with a lot of the big manufacturers.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And And in the recent Inside Archery article, I know it talked about you know, you going through each bow before it's sent out, you know, like you're inspecting everything. You ran an archery shop, you know what it's like to get a bow and you got to tune it all to hell and, you know, do all different things to just to kind of get it up and running. But it sounds like you're trying to, to minimize some of that stuff before it gets to the dealer. So you're getting a be- better experience with them. And then the customer's ultimately happy as well. So that's pretty neat.
0: And, 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 you're the same thing, Adam. I mean, that's spot on the, the one thing we're doing that that is unique. I'm, I'm, I'm confident that this is unique is each of the bows are legitimately tuned um, and shot. There, there isn't a bow that leaves this facility that isn't shot, but our process literally goes from, you know, the, the prep side of getting everything ready for a bow, the build out, and then the spec. And, and the spec part is, I mean, we're putting every bow on a horizontal draw board, making sure the draw length spot on, making sure the peak weights there, the holding weight, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to minimize if, if there's any cam lane, you name it. I mean, we're tuning it, this, the same exercise I used to go through as a dealer. Uh, we're doing that before it ever goes in the box. And, and our goal is that when a dealer receives their expedition bows, they can pull it out of the box and hit knock height and hit center shot and with very, very minor adjustments can shoot paper, uh, perfect bullet holes through paper with our bow and, you know, call it sub- 10, 15 minutes. And, and not that that can't happen with other manufacturers. I just know from experience, that's not the norm. You know, normally there's a tuning, tuning and setup process going hand in hand with a bow to make it perfect.
1: Yeah. And and,
0: I mean, that's our tagline experience perfection. That's, that's our goal. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Makes total sense. So that's really cool, Kurt. Um, You know, that's Let's, let's move now into kind of more of your, your 2019 lineup. You've got a, a number of bows on the you know, uh, launch this year, but let's start first with the Mako X. That's your flagship model and um, you know, kind of your speed bow. That's you know, what everyone's reviewing this year and given high accolades. So let's, let's start there. Let's, let's, um, let's have you give us kind of the rundown of that bow, the specs of it, and uh, maybe who it's best suited for.
0: Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, the Mako, actually, you're, you're right, Adam. It's the it's one making the majority of the waves, I guess, is how I would put it. But um, the Mako is a 33-inch axle-to-axle bow, um, weighs right about four pounds, and it, it's a speedster. I mean, this thing will go up to, to 364 at, at IBO spec. Um, brace height is five inches or, or just a touch over, actually. So it's a low brace bow. Um, and, it, like I said, by definition, it's a speed bow. It doesn't feel like one, right? No. And, and I, I think you've already you've already touched on that, but um, that's where I truly think the the Mako uh, is almost like the crossover. Where you remember ten years ago, seven inch brace bows were were it. Like if it didn't have seven inch brace, it wasn't forgiving. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. And and that model eroded. I mean, today I would argue the average is probably a, a six inch brace. Yeah. Um, so we don't think we're we're outside the lines, you know, rolling out a five incher that that's performing and feeling the way the Mako does, and and like I said, as of now, um, it's getting crazy high accolades because it's something that hasn't been seen in the industry uh, in the past. But anyway, I can talk all day about the Mako. The, the <laughs> gist of it is, it's running our our XSM cam. That's a that's a new Kevin Struther design cam specific to the Mako. It is mod specific, so as you change draw length, even though you're not doing it with a press, um, you do change the, the the mods on the cams to adjust draw length. And um, or sorry, yeah, draw length, my bad. And it's available in everything from 40, 50, 60, 65, and 70 pound draw configurations for draw weight. Got it. So Got it. I think you'd I, I think you'd see it on most dealers' racks somewhere between. You know, a thousand or a thousand forty nine MSRP is ten ninety nine. Yeah, so that's the
1: make Well, that's you know, that's one thing that also caught my eye about Expedition is you know, you're seeing a lot of bow manufacturers for this year. You're getting into that you know 1600 $1, $1, sixteen hundred dollar range for a bow, and that's for a bare bow, that's that's a lot to swallow for a person. I mean, you're damn near got to finance the thing. And, uh, you know, when you're, when you're down at that, you know, $1,000, you know, $1,100 price point, I mean, that's affordable for, for most people. And, and you're right in line of not getting too crazy with the price point. So that's that's relieving to see, you know, a, a company keeping to that standard and not, you know, pushing the price up that's going to push it out of the consumer's hands.
0: And that's legitimately, that is one of our goals, because I mean, obviously the end consumer feels it with a big price tag, but as does the dealer, right? So I mean, the dealer has to buy these and and be able to make money. And and that's where the whole margin thing comes in with our dealers is uh, we design programs so that uh, the dealer still has room to make some money and and, and work deals and what have you, but keeping it modestly priced. and, And that is our goal is even with our flagships to always have them um competitively priced and then also offer a line of bows down the down the road that that hits different, you know, demographics, you know that $800 bow so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, makes total sense. So the the next one we have in the lineup is the the Mountaineer the Mountaineer axe. Talk to us about that.
0: Yeah, so the Mountaineer axe, uh we did this specifically to hit a different price point. And and, and same thing, Adam, I mean, MSRP on this bow is $849. By and large, I think you'd see it on most dealers' rack around $799 or maybe at $849. I mean, it's worth every penny, but the the Mountaineer X is is kind of the redheaded stepchild because it's still crazy fast. It's a 340 bow, Uh, same thing right there, about uh, 4 pounds, 33 inches axle to axle, this does have the V cam, and, and V just stands for variable. Uh, that is a rotating mod. So it's not mod specific for draw length. You just rotate the mod, retune the bow, and, and voila, you change draw length. Um, same thing, it's available in 40, 50, 60, 65, and 70 pound draw weights. Um, and draw length, it's adjustable from 26 and a half up to 30 and a half inches. So a pretty good. Pretty good span where we're hitting, you know, gosh, 96 97 percent of the archers out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Um, one thing I forgot to ask you on the on the Mako, but do you, do you see the five inch brace height as kind of you know the next trend in the industry? Um, kind of in that regard, or what, what do you see with that?
0: I don't necessarily. I guess the way I would the way I would kind of sum that up, Adam, is I. I think bows get basically categorized, right? You you got speed bows, uh, you know, you got short little hunting bows, let's call it. You got longer bows, axle to axle, that are maybe like a crossover where, you know, whether somebody shoots ASA competitively and hunts with the bow, that sort of thing. So I don't know that I would say five is, um, you know, where the industry is going. I think because of what we did with the Mako, five-inch brace heights are going to become – more common uh or, or or more accepted, I guess is how I'll probably put it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And uh and then the axle to axle on the Mako, um what was that again? Thirty three inches. Thirty three inches and the Mountaineer is the same. It's
0: it, it's virtually the same. The okay. Mountaineer is a 33 inch axle to axle bow. The the biggest difference is like I said the price point and and the Mountaineer is a seven inch brace uh brace height.
1: Okay. Got it. Got it. So what, I guess, what are some of the differences between those bow that those two bottles there um, that make the price point difference um, in that regard?
0: In all reality, Adam, our, our cost to produce a bow doesn't vary. We're doing this to, to literally behoove or, or help our dealers, give them another, you know, spot in, the, the guy that'll spend 800, but won't spend a thousand, we would have never sold him an expedition in the past. Yeah. Um, and that, that is a very distinct difference between the old expedition model and ours. I mean, expedition, even for, for 2018 had, had four hunting bows, but they all, they were all different, but they were all 1049 MSRP. Yeah, okay. um, So realistically the, the only real difference is, is the, the price point that, that we're doing it at. I mean, we, the the scrutiny the the level of detail the the hand tuning and building and the whole concept of what we're doing is no different with a Mountaineer than it is with a Mako. Got it. Um, and like I said, other than having a rotating mod and a seven inch brace height, they cosmetically look different, of course. um But yeah, I, I won't uh, discount how good the Mountaineer is because we feel like that literally is the best you know eight hundred dollar bow in the industry, and I think it would. Uh, it mixing it up with almost all the top-end flagships as well.
1: Wow, very cool, very cool. So next in the lineup, we have the Excursion, and that's uh, you have the Excursion 6 and the Excursion 7. Talk to us about those bows.
0: Yeah, so the, the Excursion, for, for people that knew Expedition, the Excursion series that has been around for a couple of years, um, and it, two models, right, the 6-inch the brace and the 7-inch brace, the bow itself is basically the same. It's it's a 32 inch axle to axle bow. Um, draw weight, same thing. They they match up and down the line. The the biggest difference here is the seven's draw length uh, went out to 31 and a half, where the excursion six ends at 30 and a half. So what we did was we took um, what we considered arguably one of the better bows in the lineup, or or bows being the six and seven, and we revamped it. And and what I mean by that is. Kevin designed a different cam for us, um, and we call it the HD cam, the XF HD, and that's where us adding the Excursion 6 HD and the Excursion 7 HD, the biggest difference year over year is the cam. The HD cam ha- has a rotating mod very similar to, like, what the Mountaineer does. So as a dealer, you don't have to manage, you know, 50 different sets of mods to change draw length. You can literally do it on the fly in your shop in minutes. Um, and not have to have a you know a box of mods that you're sorting through to to match up. Uh, so that that's number one. And then number two is we did move to a Delrin rear pivot. So like the rear limb pocket on all of our 2019s uh, is an upgrade from from previous models. Right. So we did that. The, the 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 properties of Delrin are super cool, but I mean it's it's in essence a uh, self lubricating. Uh, very dense plastic material. So we did that to remove arguably one of the top call it noise points in a lot of boats. Um, oftentimes if you get a creak or a crack, it's coming out of that, that rear pivot or the rear limb pocket.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Now, now just kind of high level here between the hunting lineup, you know, if, if somebody walks into an archery shop and, and, um, uh, you know, what, what should they kind of like, if they're a Western hunter or, uh, I mean, how do you go about finding the right bow for the right person based on their specific needs and where they're hunting it at? Like, how do you, how do you walk through that process or how should a, someone go about, you know, trying different bows and then ultimately like landing on a decision of, of a certain model?
0: You know, I, I've said this for years Adam. my, it's, that's almost an impossible. It, <laughs> yeah, it's almost a pipe dream to think you have the bow that's perfect. Just from somebody walking in and say, "Hey, I, I hunt out west." You know, well that that's good. You know, let's talk, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I I encourage everybody. I mean, shoot them all, right? Because yeah. it, it's no different than you know trying a new pair of boots on for whatever reason. One, you know, one literally fits like a glove, and, and the next one you're like, "Gosh, I like how it looks." It just doesn't feel right, you yeah. know. Um, and that's really what we tried to do with the lineup this year is not only have, you know, different price points along the way, because we haven't even talked about that Adam. but I mean, the excursion falls smack dab in between the Mako and the Mountaineer as far as, you know, price point. Got it. So same thing. If, if that's the limiting factor, this, this just gives a dealer or an end consumer another option for, for what they want to have in a boat. But long story short, it, it's, it, you got to shoot them. Um, all of our bows are fast. All of them are smooth. But like I said, I mean, one guy might like the Mountaineer. The next likes the Mako. You know, he's tore up with speed. Um, all the way down to somebody that, that's absolutely married to the concept of the 7-inch brace. The, the Excursion 7 HD, be, you'd be hard-pressed to find a, another 7-inch bow that that's that smooth and fast, for that matter. I mean, it's a three forty-four bow.
1: Yeah, so, yeah.
0: I don't know that there's a perfect answer to that, that question. I think, you know, we're going to try to continue to offer a a diverse lineup to hit again, different demographics of people for multiple reasons. Um, but at the end of the day, you just got to shoot them. And and what feels right for you is, is what's right for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know like like he said that you know when you we get in and and you try these different bows you'll see the differences and you'll feel them and and for certain people with different body types and and draw cycles and and for whatever reason um you know a certain bow is going to fit you better so i like that kurt you got to shoot them all and uh and and try them out for yourself that's the only way to do it
0: it's the only way you would really know right And, and, and not even just with our lineup i mean it's it's all the manufacturers. I mean, shoot them and, and check it out. Make, form your own opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, you guys are also kind of dabbling, or you know, you have a bow for the target shooter. Talk to us about that bow.
0: Yeah, so the, our, our target bow, I guess by definition, is the Perfection XL. Um, this is a this is super cool because it's, it's it's a Kevin Struther design bow, top to bottom. So it's a, a straight riser. Which I know is pretty prevalent with a lot of the Target guys. It is a cage design, uh, which offers a, a lot of rigidity in the riser, so you get less riser flex. But um, 30, 38 inches axle to axle, so, so nice and long, very forgiving. It's got an eight inch brace height, it's actually 8.125. Um, we offer it in a, a wide range of draw weights, all the way down to 40 pounds or up to 70. Uh, very adjustable. It's, it's 24 and a half inches all the way up to 30 and a half. So, you know, even for a, a youth or intermediate person that, that's playing in the, the target game, uh, we can make the ball fit them. I mean, 24 and a half inches is pretty short. Um, and the, I think one of the biggest things that sets us apart with this Perfection XL is the MSRP on it is, is literally eleven ninety nine. dollars you don't touch a target style bow uh, for that kind of money with virtually any other manufacturer. So by design, we're trying to keep the price low on the perfection XL, even though our manufacturing cost is higher um, regardless, it, it, it's a shooter and we're trying to break into the, the target scene, at them. And I, and I think a lot of people, we, we, we've actually got a lot of accolades on that too. We, we started a contingency program um, so if a shooter's out at a, you know, a sanctioned shooting and, and they place or so they get on the podium with, with an expedition, um, they're getting paid. Uh, so it's pretty cool. And, and I think you'll, you'll continue to see us trend that direction. I mean, it is a small demographic of people that, that do competitive archery, but we also think it's a, a growing segment of our industry that, that we're not gonna, you know, take our eye off of
1: yeah yeah that's that's really cool now um we haven't really touched on this yet but um you know let's say i know the target bow is kind of a, a different animal altogether but talk to us about the hunting lineup as far as the mako the mountaineer the excursion um what are some of the the finish options that we have on the risers the limbs um i meant you mentioned string colors talk to us a little bit about all the different options that the that the bow can be set up with
0: you bet. So um, for 2019, your, your color options are, are literally as follows. I mean, you can do Real Tree Edge. You can do Badlands Approach FX, and and I don't know if people are familiar with that color, but um, it's a new color for for Badlands, and we actually have an exclusive on it uh, for our 2019 line. But it's uh, Badlands is is obviously well known for their packs and whatnot, but they they now have a full line of you know, hunting clothes, apparel, you name it. And, and ultimately now their pattern landed on our bows. So that's the other camel option. So you got real tree edge and you have badlands approach FX and then we're doing solids in molten black, uh, or you can do a blacked out bow. We have a tactical sand. That is a, uh, kind of a, a tan cream. I I don't Sand is a great way to explain it because that's virtually the color and then Ops Green, which I, I tell everyone that looks like uh, the color that you'd see on like an old Willie's Jeep. You know, it's it's kind of like an Army Green. Yeah. So you can do any of those colors um, on the riser of the bow. And then you can mix between real tree edge, Badlands Approach, or black for your limb color. So you can
1: get pretty, you
0: basically you can customize your bow to however you want it to look.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's real neat, and 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 that's a good lineup too. I mean, I I see some manufacturers out there getting crazy with all sorts of different color options or whatever. But I imagine from your side, um, you know, it kind of makes it nice to have select options that are you know well received. You got you got the solids and you got some good camo patterns, um, but it's not too over the top. You know what I'm saying?
0: And that that was our goal, Adam. I mean, we we, we had a lot of people asking for solids. Um, and Black, by and large, like when we acquired the company, Black represented over 50% of their sales. Um, but we're, we're not blind to the industry. I mean, we see what a lot of the other manufacturers are doing as far as what's popular. Um, and that's what ultimately led us to the solids. And interestingly enough, if if we group all of our solids together, uh, solids would be the most popular uh, as a whole. So it was pretty interesting to to see how that works. But uh, the other part of us offering, you know, basically five colors is is to minimize lead time where we'll project and we'll, we'll color X amount of risers in each relative to sales uh, so that we can build these bows. I mean, if, if we don't have them in the color that's ordered or if we offer too many options, it just adds more time to us getting the bow out the door. So yeah. I don't ever see us adding, you know, a, a, a big swath or, you know, I don't think you'll ever see us offer 10 colors. I'll put it that way. We may change colors year to year. We may do special edition or that sort of thing, but um, we're going to try to keep it somewhat simple yet still give you enough options to have a bow look the way you want it to look for, for where you hunt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know, you know, from the manufacturing side of, of quiet cat, you know, we've looked at all different pattern options, color options. And when, when you get down to it, it's like, if you have too many colors, that's another skew. And then that's another thing that the dealer has to stock and you don't really know the right mix to to order in. So I totally hear you there. I think it's good to kind of condense it and offer some strong options and, and, and keeping it, you know, simple really. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, ultimately, that's our goal. So
1: very cool, very cool. So, um, so I know, I know you got some stuff coming down the pipe, but do do, do you ever do you ever plan on um, doing anything with like a carbon riser? Because everything right now is all aluminum. But is there anything kind of in the works, or do you, do you foresee anything coming down the pipe as far as a carbon bow?
0: I wouldn't rule anything out. I guess is what I'm going to say, Adam. And and I think obviously there's been now multiple manufacturers that, that went down that path yeah. and and ultimately it, it, it'll all boil back down to, you know, what ultimately what's the, the consumers want out there? What are our dealers saying to us? Um, you know, even down to like what's trendy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I, I won't rule out anything. I mean, whether, whether it's carbon, whether it's, you know, different designs with aluminum, I mean, who knows? Well, The the sky's the limit, and like I said, uh, with Kevin Strother behind the design wheel, um, who knows what's next? You know what I mean? I I know for a fact that we're getting our prototype 2020s in for testing right now, and 2020 is going to be a game-changer year for us. We are super, super excited to get that line out in front of uh, the general public, but our dealers as well come this fall. I don't have a launch date or anything I can share with you yet, Adam, um, but uh, stay tuned because maybe we'll, maybe we can jump on a podcast later in the year once we can actually talk about the 2020s. But a um, lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe. And, and like I said, with the momentum uh, and what we're doing from a design perspective for 2020, I I don't see anything slowing down. If anything, it's going to be just the opposite.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, well, I, I, uh, you know, obviously we've been in talks lately, but um you know, hearing you say what's coming out for next year is is going to be you know lights out, game changing. That's pretty exciting to hear. And and like you said, we'll definitely have you back on um, when that launches, and and we'll we'll cover that and 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 go about all of it and talk hunting and do it up big. So I'm I'm ready.
0: <laughs> well, we're 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 excited to be on the uh, the transition wild team, man. We're we're excited to have you as, as, as part of this and and be involved with what you got going on out there. Like I said, we're excited, and and the future's bright, and we're going to do everything we can do to to have the best mousetrap in the industry and and promote it properly. So
1: that's great. That's great. Now, for everybody listening, where um, where can they go to find out more about Expedition? Tell us about the website. Um, you know your social media, all that stuff.
0: You bet. So social media wise. I mean, if, 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 you go out and search expedition and, and of course drop the E just so everyone knows that if the expedition is with an X, uh, starts with an X, but if you look us up, you'd find us on Facebook, you'd find us on Instagram. Um, the website is, is about as easy as it gets it's expeditionarchery.com. Um, the one thing, the one thing I will mention is we are revamping our website right now. So not that you can't go out and take a peek at the 2019s and, and, um, look at the lineup we are changing the the website we're actively changing it right now so you'll see a facelift on that um but yeah I, our our social media presence and whatnot is, is bigger than it's ever been and and i think people would get the the feel in, in short order by following our pages and whatnot on on what's going on we got a an awesome group of shooters an awesome group of dealers and uh it, it's been fun to see this thing start morphing
1: yeah yeah very cool very cool well, Kurt, hey, I really appreciate you coming on the show, and it's been a, a blast talking to you, hearing about the company, how it started, the lineup, and, and and what's to come. So, yeah, we'll definitely pencil something in for the future and have you back on, and, uh, yeah, thanks again. Happy to have you.
0: Yeah, likewise, and appreciate the invite, and, and like I said, we're excited to be working with you, Adam, and uh, anyone listening, like I said, whether find us one way or the other, there is a dealer, dealer locator out on our website, um, get out and check these things out. I I think it uh, we're, it's starting to turn some heads and, and, and obviously that's the goal. So thank you much.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Kurt. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care, ma'am. All right. And there it is. Another episode in the books. Big thanks to Kurt with Expedition for coming on the show. Had a blast talking with you and really learning about the company background and where everything started and where they're at today where they're going covering their lineup and and uh really just having a good time in general so uh again i appreciate you and i hope you guys learned something too i hope it um if you're unfamiliar with expedition hopefully it kind of opened your eyes a little bit you know a little bit more about the company and the bow lineup now and again i'm i'm very excited to be partnering with them for 2019 so if you have the chance Go out to your local archery shop and, and shoot one of their bows. And if, and if they're not there, request to have it because it, it's honestly I, – again, I, I explained it earlier. I've been brand loyal for a long time, but um, – and, and, and I'm not just the type of person who's going to jump on a train just for sponsorship dollars. I wouldn't even be in this position today if I didn't truly believe – in this company. And if I didn't truly believe in the product and and how it shot and the, and and the way it feels. So uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm shooting the bow. I'm loving it. And, uh, again, really looking forward to helping promote expedition currently and in the future. So, uh, so yeah, thanks again for tuning in and we'll talk to you soon.